your energy as a human being on this planet is a law of the physical universe. When you think about your human design chart, all it is is a blueprint, a mathematical blueprint for how your energy is designed to operate. That is it. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Authentic, the only podcast that teaches you how to build a bridge to the life you want from the life you have using human design, the gene keys, and the work. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to the podcast, To Be Authentic. I am your host, Stacey Estrella, and I'm super excited to be here today because today we're going to break things down and really just focus on the practical side of human design. But before I go there, I really want to focus head on and talk about the elephant in the room, okay? I'm on a mission to popularize and normalize the use of human design. I had a conversation with one of my business coaches last week who said, you know, I really think that you're on a mission to also destigmatize it because there is stigma around this science slash art of the human design mechanics that are kind of otherworldly. And what you want to do is to help people get past that hurdle and to help people see that that's not serving them. And so I thought, you know, there really is a lot of truth to that. And so I, what I wanted to do in this episode to start is just to, to really, you know, address the elephant in the room, which has to do with a lot of the woo that surrounds human design and the origins of it. And I'm not going to explain the origins. You can do that on your own to go find those out. But I want to talk about some of the signature sort of woo hurdles <laughs> that keep people from being curious about their human design, that keep them from exploring this to even see where it might serve them in their lives and help them navigate better their relationships, their work, their life, their joy, their happiness. So the first mental block or hurdle is there's something I have to believe, right? It's a belief system. And this really, really prevents a lot of people from even being curious about their own mechanics, their own design. And there, there is nothing to believe. So the only way that I can bring this to light is we are all energetic beings, okay? All we are is energy. And, you know, I think of it in terms of gravity. Gravity, do you have to believe in gravity in order to honor the laws and principles of how it works, right? Gravity is a law of physics. It's a law of the physical universe. Your energy as a human being on this planet is a law of the physical universe. When you think about your human design chart, all it is is a blueprint, a mathematical blueprint for how your energy is designed to operate. That is it. Now, you can choose not to be curious and you can choose to ignore it and you can choose to be afraid of it or you can choose to be curious and say, hey, I wonder what's going on here. I wonder when I'm using my energy in order to benefit me in my life and I wonder when I'm using it to get in my own way, right? When I'm misusing it. And that's all it is. So it's not a belief system because the reality is your particular human design is operating with your permission or not. So from my perspective, I'd rather know 
what's in my design so that I can start to work with it and amplify it, amplify the stuff that's in it that I have control over, or at least manage the stuff better that I don't. Okay. And this is where we get into things like conscious and unconscious energies, right? So that's the first thing. There's nothing to believe, but there's a lot to be curious about. Okay. The second limiting belief is it's a cult. Well, there is no cult because there is no leader, right? The number one operating principle behind a cult is that there is a single leader. There is a doctrine of what to believe or not, right? How to show up in service to that leader. Nobody's showing up in service of any leader. You are your own design. You are your own benchmark. The only leader that you are here to support and serve is you. And so you need to know what your own blueprint says so that you can be in best support of that. Okay. And then the third limiting belief is, oh, it's too woo. So anyone, when they first come into the world of human design, you can't get around its origins that came through the voice in 1987 to a man who was living in Spain, a Canadian man um, who eventually went by the name Ra-Uruhu. What was channeled was an integration, a systemic integration of several disciplines from both Eastern and Western culture. So it brings together principles from the I Ching, the Kabbalic Tree of Life, the Chakra Energy Centers, even though there are nine centers that are energy centers instead of the seven that we're used to recognizing. Uh, it brings forward the planetary energies that are recognized in the astrological system. So it brings together a number of different elements in a way that is both practical and applicable in a person's life. That's what it is. And so, you know, the woo is the notion of the voice bringing this download, the notion of these concepts of personality crystals or vehicles or neutrinos and supernovas, et cetera, et cetera. Look, with all that language, yeah, I agree. It sounds kind of woo and it's a little off-putting. And that's part of why I wanted to start a podcast that just strips that out because it's not helpful. And it's actually really distracting to people who really stand to benefit from the science of differentiation that human design is. The more people that understand how they're uniquely wired to operate in this world with the energies of the people around them, whether it's in their family or whether it's at their workplace, whether it's at the market, wherever it is, you have an energetic aura about you. You have a way of metabolizing the people in your auric field or information that you're um, digesting or experiences that you're having. You have a particular way of processing all of that information that's true to you and that informs your decision-making so that you can operate in alignment instead of trying to be something that you're not. And that's where a lot of our dysfunction comes from, whether it's in family, work, or society. The dysfunction comes from us being out of alignment with who we're meant to be, how we're meant to show up in this world. And so I just want to acknowledge, yeah, there's a lot of woo in the language. There's a lot of woo in the origin story. And I implore you to find a way to get past it so that you can be curious about what your chart might be, because there's so much to be discovered that can be really helpful to you in your life. The other thing I just want to say is, you know, 
in spite of the woo, there are 42 million people who have already, you know, learned their charts and are living their design. And from my own experience and from the experience that I've had meeting other people who are living their design, the shit works, right? It works. And it brings so much relief when you recognize yourself in your human design chart and when you can let go of the stuff that's really not you, but that you've tried, but that you've been trying to be. Okay. And the last thing that I'll say on this whole woo thing is of all people to recognize the value in human design, I actually have the channel of logic. I am here with the gate of doubt. It is the gate of the skeptic. If anyone's going to see this as a sham or a scam, it's going to be me. Like that's how I'm built. And the fact that I've been able to run it through the way I operate and run it through all the levels of my own testing and to see it working in other people's lives, the stuff, it works. Before we get into the five practical benefits of human design, I also wanna talk about one crippling fear. And that crippling fear is, oh my God, I've been living my life wrong and I don't wanna know that. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie, there may be elements of that that are true. I found it in my own chart, but instead of thinking I have to change everything, really it was more of I can finally let go of the things that haven't been serving me and have actually been tripping me up. That's really the benefit that you get when you see your design. When you meet your human design, it does not have to upend your life. In fact, it can be very, very helpful in helping you strengthen your relationships wherever they are right now, strengthening your work and your career wherever you are right now. In most cases, it brings this great relief about the idea of me and celebrate that part of me that I know in my bones is true, right? This is the true me and let go of the things that aren't. Let go of all the parts of me that I've been pretending or been forcing myself or willing myself to be because that's what society says I need to be. It also brings objectivity to how you view your mistakes or failures, and we'll put failures in quotes, right? It also brings objectivity and compassion to your relationships. And so when you start to see your design, you start to recognize, wow, we really all are here to operate in our unique way, when we understand our own shortcomings in the context of our human design. And again, I say shortcomings in quotes because it just has to do with recognizing how we're designed to show up, how we're designed to make decisions, how our energy works. We now can be much more forgiving to the people in our lives that we've been wanting to be something that they're not. Okay, so let's get into the five practical benefits of living your unique human design. First of all, human design is the best gift you can give to yourself or someone in your life because it is all about finding alignment with the authentic you. Okay, so the first practical benefit of human design is it helps you manage your energy. We do not metabolize the world in the same way, in the same place, or at the same speed, okay? About 65% of us have generator energy and we're either pure generators or manifesting generators. So there's a nuance there. The thing about generator energy is we are the only energy type. Generators and manifesting generators create their own energy source. Okay. We have this warm enveloping way of showing up. 
everyone else depends on our energy or benefits from it, which is why we have to be very protective of how we use it. So projectors, which are about 23% of the population now, projectors operate differently. Projectors have more of a one-on-one way about them. They go very deep and penetrating in their energy. They need lots of rest. Same with manifestors. Manifestors need a lot, lot of rest. And when I say manifestors, first of all, we are all manifesting. Again, here's where the language of human design can be very off-putting. And a lot of people get offended when they learn that they are not a manifestor aura. The manifestor aura is a different energetic aura that is actually more closed in order to protect itself, right? It doesn't let a lot of people in. It operates differently. Uh, reflectors are another energy type that operates more from the lunar cycle. It, it has different energy centers that light up different times of the lunar cycle. So helping you manage your energy is one of the first things that human design can help you with when you know your energy type. And just to talk a little bit again about me and Tara. Tara is my business partner. We have very different energy types. Tara is a splenic projector. I am a sacral manifesting generator. So I am, you know, as my human design reader said, you're a thoroughbred racehorse. When you have, you know, a response to something, which is the way that I know my energy is being used correctly, I am off to the races. There's no stopping me. With Tara, it's different. Tara has this projector energy type that goes very deep one-on-one. Tara works without appearing that she's working. So she's not appearing busy, but she still has her processing that's going on. And when she's ready to perform, she executes in bursts. Okay. That's Tara. And she needs a lot of rest in between. Two very, very different energy types. When you know your human design, you have the power to start recognizing how to use your energy in a way that benefits you instead of trying to live up to someone else's expectation of you, all right? The other thing about knowing your human design, and I was just getting into it when I talked about Tara's splenic authority and my sacral authority, is there's this thing called decision-making authority. Now, the big thing here, the big takeaway, the big shift, this monumental, is that all of our lives we have been conditioned to believe that our minds have the answer that it's all about a rational, analytical process to arriving at a decision. This is completely incorrect and completely a disservice to every single person on the planet. This is part of the problem that we're living through right now, where we're forcing things and competing with different worldviews about how to run uh, a business or how to run the world, okay? What human design brings into your awareness is the sense of what it means to have an embodied truth, which is true to you and your unique design. There are seven different decision-making authorities that operate in conjunction with your energy type, altogether 13 different combinations. And, you know, I won't go into the details of each one of the combinations or each one of the decision-making authorities, but the important message is that they are designed so that you can feel your decision in your body instead of allowing the mind to make it for you.
The mind is an ally. So I don't want to diminish the mind, but we've given it or the conditioning of our lives has given it way too much authority about the decisions in our lives. Decisions that basically take us out of alignment with who we are supposed to be. What these seven different decision-making authorities provide, they provide you with a wayfinding mechanism so that you can know when you're making decisions in alignment with your unique design or not in alignment. And that's the beauty of this. So the seven authorities are splenic, sacral, solar plexus, ego, self, environment, and lunar. And without going into deep details on these, because really it's the combination of your energy type and your decision-making authority that helps you make aligned decisions. The thing that's really important to bring out is how powerful the wayfinding mechanism is. So when you know your energetic type and your decision-making authority, you're now equipped to understand the navigation of the decisions you've made in your life. Looking backward, you can find the decisions much more easily where you made them out of alignment. And going forward or living in the present, you can start to navigate into and out of decisions much more quickly, depending on whether or not they are in alignment. And the way to think about this is going back to the energy type and recognizing when you are operating in alignment or not has to do with what you're feeling. So again, we're going to embody decision-making. When you know your decision-making authority and you know your energy type, now you have the tools that allow you to navigate this life in the way that will serve you best. One of the first things I like to do with my coaching clients, and even we get started right in the reading, is to help my clients see their past decisions through the lens of their energy type and their decision-making authority, because they can start to connect with that embodied wisdom, that awareness, that physical sensation of when they've made decisions in alignment and when they've made decisions out of alignment and what the impact of those decisions was. And they very, very quickly recognize the times when they've made decisions in alignment or out of alignment. This is what's really helpful going forward because it gives them a faster way of recognizing and responding to their decision-making. And just to quickly go through the energy types and the wayfinding mechanism, uh, the manifestors, when you are making decisions in alignment, you're going to feel a sense of peace, right? Like all is good in the kingdom. When you make decisions out of alignment, you're going to be faced with anger. So when you run into obstacles that anger you, Somewhere along the way, you made a decision that was out of alignment with your energy type and, and authority, okay? For generators, pure generators, the wayfinding mechanism is frustration or satisfaction. For manifesting generators, they're a bit of a hybrid. They have elements of that manifester energy. They also have the generator energy. That's their core. And so they are going to have both anger and frustration as a signal that somewhere along the line, they forced a decision to happen. They didn't wait for it to happen. They didn't wait for them to respond to it. They committed too soon, or they're going to feel satisfaction and peace. 
For projectors, there's a sensation of feeling resentment or bitterness when they have made decisions out of alignment. And there's the other side, which is success. There's a feeling and sensation of feeling successful when they've made decisions that are in alignment with their design. And then finally, there's reflectors. And reflectors really are about really taking a sample of all the energy in the room and either feeling a sense of surprise and delight when they are making their own decisions or disappointment. And so these are just different wayfinding mechanisms that each combination of energy type and decision-making authority uh, present so that you can really start to figure out where you're making decisions in alignment and where you're not. And to see the benefit of what happens when you make decisions following your embodied intelligence instead of making decisions with your mind. The third practical benefit of human design is, oh man, this stuff, it helps build your confidence. And this is particularly vital to those of us who do not have a defined ego or will center because we can often feel through conditioning that we're here to prove ourselves. 65% of us have undefined or open will center, ego center, which is the energetic center of self-worth, self-esteem, self-confidence. And only 35% of the population is defined there. They are here to prove themselves, right? They are here to prove their value. For the other 65% of us, we are not here to prove ourselves. And we get tripped up when we get caught in the conditioning trap of needing to prove ourselves, of wanting to impress someone, right? Instead of listening to our inner authority. And again, that embodied wisdom to guide us in terms of making our decisions. The way that we strengthen our confidence is by understanding our definition, which is which of the nine energy centers are defined and which aren't. And to see that wherever we're not defined, those energy centers, we are open to picking up everyone else's definition there. So we are vulnerable to everyone else's definition there in the conditioning messages of that particular energy center. Knowing where we're defined and where we're not allows us to create healthy boundaries to keep those other energies in check, to keep them from overpowering our own sense of self, okay? The fourth practical benefit of human design is it makes you more magnetic, okay? This is where the gene keys come in. So human design is this wonderful treasure map. It tells you how you're built. It tells you how you're uniquely wired. It tells you how to use your energy and how to guide that energy through your decision-making and your embodied awareness. And what the gene keys does is it brings in this next level of awareness about your own energy, whether it's in shadow, a shadow frequency of victim or a gift frequency of empowerment. And this is really important because a lot of us are living in what I call high functioning shadow. We're getting stuff done. We're making it work. We're making things happen, but we're really doing it out of a shadow frequency. So we're not allowing ourselves to attract into our aura the gift frequency of higher frequency people, higher frequency opportunities, higher frequency 
miracles in our life because we're operating at a lower level frequency. We can only attract into our life the energetic frequency that we are already sitting in. So unless we're clear about where we're sitting, we can't change that. The Gene Keys is based on the golden path, which is based on three sequences. The first is around your genius or life purpose, and it's called the activation sequence. The second is around relationships and love, which is called the Venus sequence. And the third is around prosperity and money. It's called the pearl sequence. So these three sequences add up to the golden path. The golden path gene keys are a subset of the activations in your human design chart. So this is an overlay on your human design chart. What this holographic profile gives you is it gives you a map of what are the activations in your human design that you want to pay particular attention to, because those are the ones that are going to have an outsized impact on your magnetic frequency. So that's what the gene keys are about. These are what you're going to use to track and monitor when you fall into shadow frequency so that you can, as quickly as possible, move yourself into gift frequency so that you can attract higher frequency, higher energetic experiences, people, and opportunities. And the last or fifth practical benefit of human design is how it strengthens your relationships. And really, this is, this to me is, it's the most magical component of human design. I've seen it happening in my own life. I mean, almost instantly, when you recognize your own design and you start living it, something happens to all the people around you that you interact with. And it's invisible. It's unconscious. But one, you stop expecting people to be what they're not. You see how unique you are and how much your own human design chart guides you to be the truest version of you. And when you realize how much of the conditioning you can let go of, all of the things you've been told you need to be, but never felt natural to you that you can now let go of, you want to give that gift to the people around you. It makes you so much more compassionate in terms of how you show up with your partner, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends, with your coworkers, because you start to realize we are not all built the same. We aren't. And we need to give each other the latitude to show up differently because when we show up differently, magic happens. So it allows us to be much more compassionate with those in our lives. We stop blaming and shaming others to be something that they're not, to serve our needs when they're not designed to do that. And we start leaning into what's called the electromagnetics. So this is literally where your chart plugs into someone else's chart in a way where you become quantum, you become more together. You become this, this combination where one and one equal three or five or 10. This is what I have with my business partner. You know, we understood finally when we saw our human design charts side by side last year, we recognized, oh, this is why we found this incredible partnership. 
why we feel like we're more together. It's because we literally are. We quite literally are. And that's what starts to happen where when you have that knowledge, and again, this is making the brain a friend, making the brain an ally, where you can start leaning into those electromagnetics or leaning on the other where they're strong and you're not, right? And being okay with that. That's the beauty of the relationships and what starts to happen when you each bring your chart to the table and you have knowledge of the others, right? And the last little bit about you know how this unlocks your relationships is this is where the Venus sequence from the Gene Keys comes in again. The Venus sequence is, uh, to me, what I found very powerful is there are three spheres in the Venus sequence that equate to the three phases of childhood from zero to seven years, seven to 14 and 14 to 21. In each one of those phases, we developed a different defense mechanism against feeling pain. It's spiritual, it's emotional, and it's psychological. And when you unlock and see where you've been holding yourself back in relationships because of wounds you completely forgot about or have been hidden from you, because the mind is very clever and crafty in that way. It hides those wounds and basically gives you the defense mechanism from when you were a kid, from when you were a child, and didn't know any better because you didn't have knowledge of the world. You didn't have knowledge of your own decision-making. You didn't have knowledge of life experience behind you. Now you do. What's really empowering is when you use that Venus sequence to now unlock some of these, for lack of a better phrase, juvenile tendencies to defend yourself against pain in relationships, whether professional or personal. So it's, you know, in my case, breaking up with someone before they can break up with me, right? Rejecting someone before they can reject me. That's just one example of what a hidden defense mechanism could be. These defense mechanisms could be blocking you from getting more out of your relationships, whether personal or professional, because our relationships are here for us to grow. And we need to be able to bring our whole self, not our defended self, but our whole self to them in order to experience that growth. So main takeaways for today are you have to get over the mind sphere, the ego sphere, that there's something scary about human design and get curious. Just get curious. That's it. Allow it in. Okay. Um, there is nothing to believe. There is no one in charge, right? There is simply magic and miracles to be had when you start to unlock the true you and understand the treasure map that is you. The five practical benefits of human design. Human design provides immediate support in the most important areas of your life. Energy, how to use it, like what are you drawn to and why? Your decision-making, what are the correct decisions for you and how do you know? And again, getting out of the mind's manipulation of the ego or the ego's manipulation of the mind rather, getting out of the habit of letting the mind make decisions for you because the mind is being conditioned by the ego, right? And the ego is there 
and the mind is there to keep you safe and small with what is known. It doesn't want you to embrace the unknown, even though the unknown might have better possibilities and potential for you. So really learning to do this embodied decision-making, your human design is going to be here to unlock your inner confidence that's been hidden from you because you've been trapped under some conditioning beliefs that you need to be some way that you're not. So it allows you to just be what you are and let go of what you're not. It's going to allow you to unlock your inner magnetism because it's going to make you more aware of when you are in the uh, shadow frequency, a victim, which is a low frequency energetic, or when you're in the gift frequency of empowerment, which is a high energy or a high energetic, which is going to attract higher frequency situations, people, and opportunities into your life. And finally, it's going to just help you with your relationships. And I've seen this happen with everyone around me. I've seen it repair family relationships and estrangements. It's going to help you in your relationships to strengthen them in every way possible. One, by being much more forgiving and compassionate with the people in your life, to let them be who they're meant to be, and to also allow you to show up without expectation right? So it's a relief to you to just be who you are whenever you're navigating your relationships. The real takeaway is human design sets you up to win the game of life based on your rules and nobody else's. That's it. When you are curious, whether today or someday in the future, you can get your free chart on our website. You can also book a reading with me and I'm going to help you navigate this stuff and get to the clarity about who you are, why you are, and why you're here so that you can really be operating in an empowered state in everything that you do, right? And demystify all this stuff for you, right? There is nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> I can assure you, right? It's only going to help you navigate the complexities of your life, period. If you're not ready to get your chart, if you're not ready for a reading, join our mailing list. And just be there kind of watching what happens and watching what unfolds. We have a number of special offers and invitations that are exclusive to our mailing list. And we want you to be there for when these are released. So if nothing more, just join our mailing list and subscribe to the podcast. All of the links for everything that I'm referencing will be in the show notes. And super excited that you're here very excited to bring human design into your world from a practical perspective because really that's its power. It's practical, pragmatic, accessible. That's why I'm here is to help you navigate that so that you can transform your life in small ways or big ways, whatever it is that you're called to do. So thank you for being here. I look forward to talking again next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of To Be Authentic where we explore the practical side of human design, the gene keys, and the work in an integrated approach we call the quantum way. If you're new to human design and the gene keys, click the links in our show notes to get your free chart and profile. While you're there, subscribe to our mailing list to receive special offers and invitations and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and your podcast provider of choice to never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. You make this podcast matter.